You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Hello there, folks. How are you doing today? How am I doing? Because I knew you were going to ask that, especially using a medium where we can't have live one-on-one conversation, but that's okay because I'm going to tell you how I'm doing anyway. I'm doing, listen to your IT people when we tell you to reboot. There's a reason. There's something in your computer called RAM, random access memory, that temporarily holds your computer in the state that it is in while you're using it. So say maybe you have Amazon open and you're trying to buy your bear costume. I will let you decide what kind of bear costume that is. And then you have another screen open. You're watching Real Housewives for some strange reason. Then you have another window open that has an email you've been talking back and forth with a Nigerian prince and you're about to get scammed. So stop doing that. You're about to get scammed. Stop. Say you have all three of these things open. And when you get up to go and get more food and your computer goes to sleep, well, your computer's going to remember all three of those windows being open and where they're positioned while your computer's on because of random access memory. Say you come back and all of a sudden there's a glitch Every time you go to open a certain email, well, it just doesn't open the email. It just kind of flickers or does something weird. Or maybe it doesn't even open or just stays unread when you are pretty sure you just read it. We might tell you to reboot your computer. Why? Because, again, it holds your computer, the RAM, holds your computer in the state that it's in while the computer is up and running. When you reboot it, it forgets all the programs you had open. It has to open everything on its own again for the first time, starting it back up. Therefore, if there is a glitch in your system and you reboot, random access is emptied, therefore your computer starts up brand new, the glitch should be gone. That's why we say that. We don't just tell you to reboot or check if something's plugged in or if you turned it on just because we're getting up to go in and uh, clean the Cheeto dust off of ourselves. That's not what we're doing. There's a reason behind it. Listen to your IT people. We're not just doing this for fun. Reboot your damn computer. With that rant out of the way, it is time for episode 10 of Lesbertarian. Welcome to Lesbertarian, the only place for liberty loving muff divers and muff diving enthusiasts. Join us this week as we tear apart the political binary and take a look at issues through the lens of non-aggression and reason. I'm your host, Kim Chang. Throw on your flannel, rent your U-Haul, and let's get this thing started. We are going to talk about three different news stories. First up, if you ever wanted to know how effective online petitions are these days, an entirely fake Hallmark Channel gay Christmas movie petition got upwards of 30,000 signatures, albeit with a lot of rather suspect email addresses. The petition was titled, Petition! Tell Hallmark No LGBT Christmas Movies. Out reported that an evangelical news site, LifeSite News, had started a petition to ask Hallmark not to make this gay movie. It was a made-up movie, didn't have a title. On November 15th, Outs CEO Bill Abbott did an interview with The Hollywood Report's TV's Top 5, where he said that he would be open to the idea of Hallmark airing a gay-themed Christmas movie. And that had conservatives in an uproar. I say 
I don't actually care. Who the hell watches the Hallmark Channel anyway? They could have Trump shaving Hillary Clinton's legs on, on Hallmark and not a single news site will cover it because no one watches that channel in the first place. LifeSite's petition gives four, and I have it in air quotes, four good reasons for Hallmark to keep sex and sexual practices, including the promotion of homosexuality and transgenderism, out of its movies. The first one? Hallmark Christmas movies are known for their feel-good atmosphere and are generally movies that can be enjoyed by the whole family without having to explain sexual practices that offend against one's faith. I'm going to go ahead and assume and hope they also mean, hey, if you saw a man and a woman going at it, you wouldn't want to have to explain that that to your kid either. So I guess that would be the reason of wanting to keep sex out of your Christmas movies because Christmas is supposed to be a family thing. I'm starting to wonder if they could just go ahead and use Disney Plus as your adult Christmas channels and this regular Disney for regular Disney movies because Disney Plus definitely sounds like a porn channel. I guess that's what ESPN Plus then would be. I actually don't want to think about that. Anyway, back to these reasons. Number two, by not promoting sex and sexuality in its movies, Hallmark allows parents to be the primary educators where sex and sexual morals are concerned. Now this one I can agree with them on. This is a parent's job to talk to your kids about sexuality. And once again, Hallmark makes really cheesy movies. So I really wouldn't want to have to explain why these two people are having really boring sex on TV. Number three, this is a good thing for the brand and for business because people parents and Christian viewers especially, know what to expect when they sit down to watch a Hallmark Christmas movie. Well, of course, if you make a lot of the same movie, you know what to expect. So I guess if you continue making boring heterosexual movies, then I guess you definitely know to expect boring heterosexual movies. Whatever, who the heck is watching Hallmark? And reason four, Hallmark would risk losing a big part of its market because people just couldn't be sure of what to expect Oh, it's TV. Goodness. Life, you don't even know what to expect. Okay, whatever. Eh, I guess if they ever made a uh, Hallmark movie, of course, of course, conservatives would probably freak out. And I guess gay people would be excited. But let's all be real. Nobody would actually watch any of that garbage that's on the Hallmark channel. Next story is from thehill.com. Now, we have some poll polling data, but I don't know how much... We want to take into account with this polling because it's worth noting that this poll surveyed 628 people conducted on December 3rd through the 14th. I don't actually know what they mean when they say the sample demographics accurately reflected party affiliation, gender, region, and age according to OH Predictive Insights. Okay, so I guess take this with a grain of salt. Democratic 2020 White House hopefuls Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg are in a statistical dead heat with President Trump among Arizona voters, according to a new poll. In a mock-up general election, Biden has 44% support compared to Trump's 46%, according to the OH Predictive Insights poll released Monday. Buttigieg has 43% support compared to Trump's 45%. Both of Trump's narrow two-point leads against the Democrats are within the 3.9 percentage point margin of error. The results show a decrease in support for the former vice president who led Trump 49% to 44% in the state based on a May poll. But Buttigieg, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, has increased his support six points up from 37% when he was polled against Trump in May to meet Biden at the top of the field when placed against the president. 
I would love to go ahead and say, yay, here we go. This poll is showing that the candidate that is running for president that is gay, openly gay and married, is doing well in some poll that only 620-something people took. If we're really going to talk about the truth, the Democrats really, if they're hoping to get Trump out of office and there are plenty of people who want Trump out of office, their chances are looking really bad. Their candidates look terrible. Kamala Harris just dropped out, thank God. Bye. Bye, deuces. Nobody cares. And you have Elizabeth Warren, who I think just apologized for talking about how she was Native American. Did she apologize for that? I really hope so. There is nothing Native American about that woman, not even a, a small percentage. I don't even care. That was weird. I don't know why she decided to bring that up. Maybe it's because to be a Democrat these days, you have to figure out how marginalized you are. You got to figure out in your DNA, somebody, something, somewhere in your DNA had to be oppressed. And you've got to figure that out before you can run for office so that you can tell all of your constituents just how disadvantaged you are. And you, as a somewhat more disadvantaged person, might be a better choice for disadvantaged people than the person with less disadvantage. And that's how it's just going to go. We're just going to go with all the disadvantages and whoever has the most of them, let's vote for that person. Now, I'm feeling at this point we're about to end up with four more years of Trump because the Democrats, their stable of candidates, awful. So I don't care what polls you do. Biden is, that guy's got dementia of some sort. Oh. All right, so guess we'll see what goes on uh, after this next election. We'll see. Next story. According to anti-mafia investigator Nicola Criteri, the mafia has evolved along with society. That was his quote, that the mafia have evolved along with society. <laughs> How have they evolved, you ask? Maybe you figured that out. This is called lesbertarian, after all. Gays are now allowed to join the mafia. A drag queen under the name Lady Godiva, because that's really original, is the scion of one of the crime families. The inspector said they intercepted supposed passionate letters between a crime boss and a young lieutenant, among other instances. The catch? They can't go parading it around. Basically... Gotta keep that tough guy image up. You can't uh, be flamboyant. Can't flounce around. I guess you can't prance and preen if you're going to be in the mafia. So I guess for the people who are dreaming of being in the mafia, here is your chance, guys. Actually, I would just say maybe not try to join organized crime. But hey, I guess that's progress when the mafia allows gay people in. Moving forward. Until next week, we will be moving forward. You can reach me. On Twitter, at Lesbertarian. Also, Instagram, Lesbertarian. Hit me up on Gmail, lesbertarian at gmail.com. Or just search out Lesbertarian on Facebook. And check out our entire network. The Make Liberty Great Again Network has a lot of awesome shows. We've got the Make Liberty Great Again flagship podcast. We have Thank You For Your Servers, Techno Agoras, Voluntary Vixens, The Morning Drive with Dave, all this good stuff, and we're going to have more. So continue checking this network out, share the podcast episodes with your friends, and I will see you guys. Well, I won't actually see you. It's just easy to say see you, and I can't even hear you guys. Guess I'll talk at you next week. 